another episode of So Full of Stories. Today um, I'm here with Vajia from Pakistan. We met during our master's in Milan and yeah, introduce yourself. Hi everyone, this is Vajia and if it's really hard for you to recall my name, just call me Jia. Uh, I'm from Pakistan and Katie and I, we were class fellows in Milan for our master's program in creative advertising. How was it for you um, to move from Pakistan to Italy? I think the cultural shock was was huge, no? It was my first time that I moved out of my house, that too international. So yeah, but that part, that was quite emotional. I mean, I remember I cried for a week. I, I was mm-hmm. missing my home, I was missing my parents, my siblings. But uh, once I landed up in Italy, and uh, after a month or two, I really realized that, you know, um, the, the the generation and the environment and, and then the culture over there is so similar to Pakistan. Oh, I mean, really? Yeah, because uh, in Italy, I observed that the people are quite religious and they are really um, bound to their values, their culture. I mean, uh, for, in, for example, the, the, the coffee example. Mm-hmm. I mean, Italians are so strict with their coffee, they don't want their grandma's <laughs> recipe to be changed. And it's, it's somewhat, somewhat similar in Pakistan as well. Okay. Uh, it's, just, it's just a change of language and it's just a change of clothes maybe or, or traditions, but more or less, it's, it's quite similar to Pakistan. Can you tell me about the typical uh, traditions from Pakistan? Okay, where shall I start? Okay, so if you're if you're a guest in Pakistan at at someone's place, um, they make sure the the host makes sure that you're full to your mouth, and mm-hmm. that you eat everything that's on the table, and that you're comfortable enough. They give you the the best food, they give you the best room, uh, and uh, they're very hospitable. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the side that uh, we're we're quite conservative over here. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of uh, dress up, uh, in terms of food, uh, Pakistan, um, well, there, there's no um, liability that I need to cover my head or cover up my body with a burqa or something. Uh, that's that's your own choice. But uh, uh, it, it comes, is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I oh, okay. I don't cover my head. Well, now <laughs> I started, but. Um, as as I grew up, I never covered my head. It was it's mm-hmm. it's it's a choice. Either you can cover it or either you cannot. It's not a compulsion that like it, there is in Saudi or, or or in Iran. Okay, no, I really thought it's like kind of mandatory, but okay. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. Yeah, I mean, people will uh, look at you if you're wearing a skirt or or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know that shows off your legs or arms. Yeah. In that terms, yes, we are conservative. But how is it right now? The situation in Pakistan is it let's say, getting calmer, or how would you describe it? Actually, for the first time in Pakistan, um, people are giving tax. Mm-hmm. So the situation right now is quite clumsy in terms of economy, but we're getting or we're getting hold on it. The new government and our new prime minister, uh, former cricketer Imran Khan, he has... Um, 
this um, introduce these policies where he has he's trying to evade the the class difference which is the best part it's, mm-hmm. it's going to take a lot of years because when well it's been 70 years since since the mm-hmm. uh, advent of pakistan but it's nice to see that someone is actually trying to make a change yeah so right now the difference between uh, the classes it's still huge it's still huge yes um the women rights he's introducing a lot of uh, policies that gives flexible women rights i mean the the rights were always there but the, they were never exercised mhm i mean so how man, is it if we yeah yeah oh, yeah you were saying no 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 continue <laughs> okay so okay so man could uh, now cannot marry uh, twice or thrice or fourth time he has to have uh, take permission from his wife now previously he can marry he could Ah, okay, that's super interesting. So it's kind of a typical thing in Pakistan that um, a man has more than uh, one wife. Not in every household. Like there, uh, I mean, well, my father married once. I don't have mm-hmm. any twice, twice marriages mm-hmm. in my family. But yes, there are there are some cases. There are there is a culture of a man gets married if he wants a son, or or he's he's bored or whatever. He he needs a new wife, so he he gets married twice or twice. Yeah. Okay, but but how does that work? Like the the whole family. Um, they are living together or like in separate houses. Yes, which is which is very weird. They they live they live together. It's super strange. But now with that the new is. law um that the woman can say yes or no if she's allowed to. Yes, the woman can say yes yeah, exactly. Uh because th- that was in Islam that if you need to marry twice or more than once then you need to ask you need to have the permission from your wife. But mm-hmm. this thing was never exercised over here. And now mm-hmm. it is mandatory. and there are few really good stuff uh, that are introduced for instance that before a couple would marry they would have to get um, biological tests so they are not mm-hmm. a carrier of any rare disease or or mm-hmm. aids or anything that that will be harmful for the next generation mhm it's a law now so this is okay. these are the changes that are that are really impactful and i think that they will uh, after five after a span of time like in a decade or two the these these changes will affect in a very good way no that's true but you still have in pakistan the arranged marriage right yeah i mean more or less i will get married in a arranged setting <laughs> which is um i don't know I, i'm really not giving it much of a thought my parents did ask that if if i if i like someone or if i do want to get married to someone else but i don't have any So I said, okay, you find me a groom. Yeah, but normally you can, if you if you know someone, um, you can uh, um suggest that person also to your family and say, hey, look at the him, he's nice. I can, yeah, I I I can, but there's also these these um, uh, what do you say? Uh, the important stuff. There are these precedents that needs to be checked off the list. That is he from the from the same caste? uh yeah, is he yeah, from true. the same household that we uh, prefer to get married to and stuff and it it gets a little bit uh, tricky uh mm-hmm. if you want to marry someone who's not from your area or from 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 your caste or your sect 
but yeah. uh, at the end of the day they say fine it's if it's your will okay go ahead how many casts do you have oh they are uncountable kitty oh really yeah, uncountable so yeah. like a, okay <laughs> <laughs> they like they, they, well there are major three or four but then there are sub casts as, as well in those major three or four casts so there's sunni there's shia then there there's um ahmadi then there's Bareilly, then uh, uh then there are Boris. But when you go deeper, they have sub-castes as well. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's like um, a similar, um, for example, to, to countries like um, India, that when you're born inside that ca- um, caste, you can't leave it, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, in, in, in India, it's a big thing when a non-vegetarian wants to get married to a vegetarian, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's a huge stuff. It's it's a huge topic, and it's a huge debate. Similarly, it's it's here in Pakistan. If a um, Shia wants to get married to a Sunni, or a Sunni wants to get married to a Shia, uh, it gets it's it's debatable, but it happens. It happens. Yeah, I mean, in my family, there are four or five couples. They are they have sushi marriages. We call them sushi. If you combine the words, yeah. <laughs> If you combine the words in the end, she becomes sushia. So we say she's oh. sushia marriages. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> But is it also um, uh, still uh, different for you? Because I know um, that um, in Pakistan there are also differences. For example, if you are um, like an army family. Yes. That's also something like like is it. No, I don't want to say like another caste, but um, you have another status um, in Pakistan. Uh, right yes, now. yes, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, my father is ex-Pakistan Army. That also means that I can never visit India, which I really want to. Um, mm-hmm. Because now I've made three friends and they're very close to me, close to my heart. Dhanir, Sumer, Zia, mm-hmm. our class fellows. Four of us were we have we have this great bond that we share, but due to the army background, I can't visit India. And yes, this gives me a different, I'd say, a different gathering. I mean, mm-hmm. my my friends, my my circle will be a little different than my other family. You know, mm-hmm. my paternal and maternal family, they have different circle. They don't move around the country. They've stayed in one city forever. I, yeah. I I yeah I spend about two or three years in the city and then I change. Ah okay. Yeah, I get post out. My father gets post out, so I have to go there and then from I have to start fresh. Mm-hmm. After every two or three years, so that's why my my mindset, my my social circle is a bit different. No, I can imagine because it's hard because you you get to know two people, you have find your friends, and then let's change. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the minute I get settled down, oh, now you need to move out. (laughs) No, no, that's true. But this is also something that will be like for you also in the future. Or let's say when you find a husband, um, you can stay somewhere or you still need to continue doing that. Yeah, I mean, this thing helped me while I moved to Italy. So for me, it I was missing my parents, but it wasn't that hard for me to start fresh or start Mm -hmm. from scratch. In a, in a country where what I say, or if, even if I speak English, nobody's going to understand. Yeah. And I'm not going to understand what they say. So for me, yeah. that was hard. But other than that, it I I mean, I, I was in my zone. Because I've, I've done this all my life. You know, change yeah. cities and start fresh. 
But how can we imagine um, like a typical city, let's say Islamabad, for example? Uh-huh. I don't know. How can I imagine the city? Because honestly, I think my imagination is the wrongest um, <laughs> at all, really. <laughs> so um, people have these, uh, these um, I'd say, um, imagination or assumption. Like, for instance, when I came to Milan and I was talking to uh, some people, so they thought that, Oh, so Pakistan will be as similar as Saudi. People have to wear these burqas and there, there mm-hmm. will be these Aram sort of thing wearing. So I said, no, I showed them some of my pictures on Facebook and then I Googled uh, Islamabad and there's the, the famous places in Islamabad. For instance, there's this place, uh, Munal. So Munal is a huge restaurant over a mountain. So you can go there, you can have breakfast or dinner or lunch, whatever. And then you could you can actually see the whole city from there. So mm-hmm. I so showed them that. So yeah, it's a, it's it's a combination. Since Islamabad and Rawalpindi, they're they're two they're known as twin cities. So Islamabad is more of a greenery and um a site where uh, you get uh, a lot of foreigners over there because it's the capital. Um you have foreign affairs there. And then, of course, the, the prime minister and presidents. So Islamabad is more of a neat and um, I'd say uh, a very uh, disciplined city. Mm-hmm. Whereas others, that you find a lot of hustle and bustle in Rawalpindi. You'll find uh, hustle and bustle in Karachi and Lahore. If we talk about people from Pakistan that are, let's say, kind of famous around the world, um, it's, I think, definitely um, Malaya Yousafi. I'm sure I said their name wrong. wrong. <laughs> um, how, what do people think about her in Pakistan? I mean, uh, Malala is really loved especially by the women here especially by yeah. the girls here because she actually she's a symbol for us you know and there's yeah. also there's a day that we celebrate for girls after mm-hmm. what happened and after that she she was recognized by the world um the there's this girl day we celebrate in pakistan it's in october Uh, mm-hmm. And it's because of Malala. But yeah, there's also a side where people would not agree that she left the country. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would understand. I mean, um, there are a lot of people who, who understand that if, if she didn't feel like staying here. And obviously, she needed a, a medical health care yeah. as well. And um, st- I would say it's really great that uh, such a young girl from Pakistan is a noble prize peace prize Absolutely. winner and she's representing our country in such a in such a you know in a concrete basic way i mean she stands mm-hmm. up for the rights of girls especially education yeah yeah That's so true. i exactly so yeah i mean and they're both sides they're they're pro malala side and then they're against malala side as well Uh, but if you say okay, she stands up for education and everything. How how is the situation or like the educational system in in um, Pakistan? Um, that too. The the education system is fine, but uh, that also depends on which city are you in. 
you know mm-hmm. if if you're in a city where there are no schools because there are few cities that are really backward and um they're still uh, struggling with with uh, development and mm-hmm. uh, the the government and the ngos are already there helping them out so yeah the the it it becomes a little problematic uh having a university uh developed there because if you want to develop a college or university then obviously you'll need students mm-hmm. but if uh, then again if you come to the urban side of the pakistan and not and not visit in in rural areas yes it's a problem but if you come problem in a way that they're not uh, full of resources over there but if you come to the urban side uh, you uh, you will be um, surprised to see these uh, big shot universities much uh, girls uh, taking empowerment and and studying i mean there's there's a team of girls from a university called nast and um, they made a formula 1 car and they actually mm-hmm. went to the race as well um, right. where the formula 1 takes place but so nowadays um let's say um there's it's super um not normal but um for you for example it was important for your family that okay it's not about you finishing school and getting married it's also you for you important to really go to study to have a good education and everything yeah i mean now there are people who uh, they they actually know the importance of of education for especially for a girl i mean i'm not going to lie but while i was coming to italy uh, there were people who called up my parents and said that why, why are you sending a girl why are you not sending mm-hmm. a boy you're okay. a son i mean we're yeah we are three siblings i'm the oldest and then i have a brother and then i have a sister sister is quite young but my brother he's he's doing his bachelor's in accounts and finance and he mm-hmm. wanted to go to uh, um, london for his for the studies and my parents are willing to send him but at that time he was he was and he was doing his bachelor's and uh, my parents have this thing that uh, you go for masters in abroad because okay. it's uh, it's affordable for them um because a bachelor's is a four year study and the yeah, masters exactly. is a one year or two year study so for them it's a bit affordable to sponsor their kids and yeah. but my parents were strong willed especially my mom and uh, there was they they had this thing that you know no our daughter will get equal status and equal share in everything and when it comes to education this is the most important thing we're not yeah. going to give her dowry we're not going to uh, give her big jewelry we, but we are going to make her uh, strong with her exposure to the world Mm. How is um I think one thing I really need to um ask you, ask you about the typical food. Ooh. Uh so okay. Mm, the typical food is uh the national food, the national dish of Pakistan is nihari. Mm-hmm. Um people um but there's this love for biryani. I love biryani. It's um it's a dish with um meat and rice but very spicy. and you no wedding is complete uh, if uh, without biryani if you do not have biryani uh, on your menu your wedding is not complete okay. it's an incomplete wedding yeah people okay. over here love have this this crazy love for the barbecue and um then there's uh, this this oh my god i am getting my, i'm 
mouth watery right now. <laughs> okay, so there is this um, street food as well, uh, and uh, you know the stuff like ban kebab and chana chaat and gol gappe. So gol gappe over here is called gol gappe, and then I asked Shreya, what is it called in India? In India, it's called pani puri. but it's mm-hmm. the same it's That's it's a small ball uh, and uh, you pour that ball into a very sour water and then you eat it yeah you got a sore throat after it because it's that sour but it's it's worth it that the taste is worth it yeah but um it's like i mean you said it's um, meat so for example there's not um kind from a religious from a religious point of view the thing about vegetarian in pakistan and um, actually uh, they, um, so there are this um, uh, hindus are over here and they prefer having a non veg thing so what they do is they prefer going to to um, having um, the stuff that 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 doesn't have meat that means uh, curries with uh, egg curries and then there is a lot of vegetables made in a curry form so they have that that Yeah. they do not they prefer not having the meat thing if if that's necessary but i do have my friends as well who've converted to uh, vegetarian part because this they, they saw this uh, these these um, documentaries over youtube available which showed how brutally the animals somewhere are are you know yeah. slaughtered the the videos yeah. of slaughterhouses that they were traumatized and i don't know it's been 3 years or they switched from non veg to to vegetarian um uh, what i also wanted to ask you right um um exactly um i mean we know uh, pakistan is a super religious country um mm-hmm. how are like um uh, the typical traditions that you have like you you go um like for praying and everything okay so yes there are mosques um for instance today it's today is bara rabiul awal the 12th uh, day of a, mo- a religious month called rabulawal and today is actually celebrated uh, by all the muslims of the world because today is the birthday of our prophet uh-huh. muhammad peace be upon him yeah so today is his birthday and it's celebrated all over the world be it muslims mm-hmm. in in malaysia or singapore or in um, any part of the world they they celebrate this day So to, uh, if you go out in Pakistan today, you'd you'd see the the whole cities are decorated by lights and flowers and yeah, it's it's beautiful to see, so, uh, especially at night. And then yeah, there are yeah, and then there are traditions, um, Eid. Uh, then there there is Eid al-Fitr and then there is Eid al-Adha. Um, the Eid al-Fitr comes after the holy month of Ramadan. and idul adha comes in zil hajj after hajj after mm-hmm. um, we do the pilgrimage um yeah so today is the highest um day of the year the yes one of one of the highest yes yes one of the most important point yes but for example if i always think about okay how is it like here in, in like in germany for me um mm-hmm. christmas we give presents and everything so is there any um uh, festive day where you say during the year it's like kind of similar that you give the, the like presents or something or it's on like birthday so on 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 eid al fitr 
what you do the elders what older people do is like my parents or anybody who's even a year older to me they will give me eid so eid can be a gift or eid also can be money i remember i grew up uh, we had this, we used to have this this competition my uncle used to stand up on something on a chair and we children used to sit down and as a competition he used to um, throw this uh, currency in a descending order so first he he throw uh, my uh, rupee that is in the most highest form like a 100 rupee or, or a 1000 rupee then he he throw the 500 and, who, and whoever catches it it's his yeah. or hers uh but that was the only game i we played with him but uh or um, i mean normally if you go to places or someone's dinner or anywhere especially on eid al-fitr you give them gift or you give them eid mm-hmm. yeah it's it's called eid okay eid yeah eid interesting interesting um but you know one thing i'm uh, i still remembered on that still remembered um i'm not sure if i ever ever asked you before how is it with alcohol yeah. tax and it's t- super um forbidden or not uh actually uh alcohol yes it is available uh, but not uh in an open way bars mm-hmm. are there uh, but you would have to go to uh, a, a restaurant or a hotel that which have licensed which mm-hmm. which uh, yeah the places we which have uh, taken permission from the government because obviously we we, uh, we get um, people who would uh, prefer having alcohol you know with the dinner yeah. or or after the dinner uh, so they have uh, just tourist uh, tourism as well uh, so for for that purpose people do keep it um but no alcohol is not available commonly in the houses or or in the market and yeah. yes it's it's not uh, it's not appreciated um drinking it in public i mean there there are there are few places uh, where you can but not very uh, openly mhm mm-hmm. yeah especially where where kids are there yeah sure yeah Mm-hmm. No, anything else I need to know about Pakistan? Uh, I've told you everything, I think. <laughs> uh, but I would, I'm, I'm, I'm inviting you to Pakistan, and uh, yeah, I want to come. You do come, and if if I'm getting married, I would want you to come and see a big yeah. fat Pakistani wedding. <laughs> Yeah, but that's also a thing. Like when you get married, it's like with like five hundred people, like very big, or one thousand people, or in Pakistan, it's more small. It's depend. It depends. I mean, mine mine will be very big because my parents have this huge, 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 huge social circle. Yeah. So there are stages, uh, and there not earlier, but now there's there's this. law introduced over here that uh, the events have to be uh, they need to start early and they need to start uh, and they need to finish early so what used to happen was if the function uh, starts at 8 people used to come at 10 in karachi mm-hmm. and then the function used to finish by 3 am or 4 am in the morning especially mm-hmm. the wedding function and this this was a waste of light this was overuse of labor and a lot of stuff you know mm-hmm. so the government introduced this um program and a policy that the function must a wedding function must end by 11 pm sharp okay. or 12 not later than yeah. that so okay. now we have to divide um, because the the wedding takes a lot of time 
of course so mm-hmm. we've divided uh, the nikah which is the the most important part where you sign uh the bride and the groom sign over a document this happens earlier and then there is barat where girl is officially you know she's all dressed up and then she's taken by the groom you know mm-hmm. then it, the, there's this valima uh a function from the groom side and they welcome their guest and the girl side as well celebrating that thank you be you've given your daughter and it's really really appreciated and blah 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 mm-hmm. Normally, normally it's a big, big thing. Always, no. It's a big, big thing. Yes, it's always a big, big thing. Yeah. My brother doesn't want it to be big though for himself, and so do I. I just want it as a very simple um, ceremony, just uh, the very important the sunnah ceremony that is nikah. Yeah. And then I want just you know given away by my yeah. father to my husband. Yeah. Like you give on the aisle. Uh, in a Catholic wedding, that's it. But since my parents are quite happy and excited for their yeah. kids to get married, so they'll make sure they have this dolki, they have this mendi, they have this nikah, they have this parad, they have this valima. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a f- tons of function. Well, but also nice. <laughs> I mean, you get a lot of food. In terms of food, it's yeah. really nice. You get so <laughs> much food. <laughs> uh, That's always the important part. I know. <laughs> That's how you make your your guests happy. Food. <laughs> That's really one thing. I always think this is really something all around the world that make that brings the people together. That makes. I them know, happy. right? Food, <laughs> food makes makes people <laughs> together. Food makes people uh, really happy. <laughs> no, it's really like that. No, but thank yes. you so so much, really. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Please come and visit me. Uh, visit me in Ramadan, in Ramadan, or visit any time you want. Whenever you feel like traveling, do come. I want to really. <laughs> <laughs>